Is my keyboard going? Ooh, look at that. Shall I play a little intro music? Yeah. Episode 7.5. It's Allie. <laughs> and Dane. So we're sitting here in the studio after being here for... Ever. Ever. For ever. 60 hours a week for like... Ever. Five, six weeks straight since the holidays. <laughs> and we started in July just being in the studio. We live and here, basically. And we're a little loopy, but mm-hmm. I... But so here's the deal. Dane goes on tour tomorrow. Dane, how many hours until you go on tour? I'm live scoring this, by the way, because why, why the fuck not? Uh, it's yeah, everyone. I just want you to be able to picture what this is. So I'm sitting on a very small love seat, holding a microphone. Dane is behind um, a keyboard and in front of a microphone. And we set these got. mics up just for this. Mm-hmm. After working today for uh, 12 hours so far, um, trying to finish episode eight before. No one has cried today. I went on tour. We did. There was some crying yesterday. I go to, to to answer your question, Ellie. I leave for tour uh, tomorrow. I think I have to be at the airport at nine thirty if I was responsible, which I am, and I'm always places early. So the flight's at eleven thirty, so I'm going to be there at nine thirty. And if it was physically possible for us to m- finish episode eight before you had to get your body to the airport with no sleeping, that is what we'd be doing. Yeah, no, it's, well, that was our plan tonight. We were like, fuck it, we're going to go all the way through. Uh, and then we got to now. to now, and we were like, we can't do it. We just, we literally can't do it. So we just thought we'd talk. We to thought you we'd be said. honest about it. No, and, <laughs> and, um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna describe my dick, uh, <laughs> and I'm gonna play some music, and, uh, Ellie's gonna try to make it emotional because that's literally that's pretty much how we that's our process that's the process (laughs) that's the process of making dream boy but we thought we thought it might be uh in we didn't we were like okay what might like what what might what what they might what might what might they like god is this this a good idea uh what might they like to hear and we thought well why don't we talk about how we actually make an episode since y'all are you know you might be being like interested yeah and why why has it taken you forever so long yeah so do we want to are we talking about the part of how we make the story or are we talking about like literally how we make the show i'm kind of interested in being like because we've never really gone through the whole process out loud i'm kind of interested in being like let's start from dane has an idea mm-hmm. um and then like what like um is there an episode that we could do it with or should we just talk in general i don't know like we can talk. <laughs> Why don't you play some music and I'll think about it. Ellie's thinking. Um. She's she looks fabulous. She's wearing a a scarf that looks like it's made out of camel, but in a good way. She's got sensible blacks on underneath that, just a zazz of beige color over top. Are you ready yet? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't. I was just too interested. Um, I think that we should talk. I think we should talk about, well, there's so much that we can't say because then we would fuck everything up We can't give away episode eight. We, yeah, we, we can't, can't talk about eight. We can't. Yeah. And we can't really talk about seven because they're, you know. Very connected. Yeah. Um, but let's talk, talk about, about episode, episode one. one. Great. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember episode one? <laughs> I think that we should talk about 
I'm I sorry, it's my chair. I sorry. think we should talk about how the the story first started to come to you. Okay. Because that's actually the story of where... How Picture we... it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I was... I. I was very actually in New. I was in New York. I was so tired of being in New York, and uh, I, I my friend Emily does live in Cleveland, and uh, uh, she was like, "Come stay at my house," and uh, I needed to write a show, and so I did. I was like, "Let me go to Cleveland," and uh, I thought I was. I got there and I got off the train, even though there's no train. I got, she could pick me up at the airport, and I was like, "I am in masterpiece mode," and I was like, "I'm going to write a masterpiece," and I. Just jerked off for like four months and called Ellie every. And because I, I was directing it, it was um, a commission from PS122 because we, we also make theater. It was a theater piece. A theater yeah. piece. And so I'd call Dane and I'd be like, hey, how's the show going? <laughs> and I would literally be in the same pants I've been wearing for two weeks that Emily said stank. Uh, and they did. Uh, and but you'd be like, I'm, I don't I'm, know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd just be depressed about it. But anyway, so like I, that whole time period in Cleveland, I was, I was supposed to be writing a show. It was, and I think we said some of this on the live stream probably, but anyway, I was supposed to be writing the, the show and it was, um, super sci-fi, super sci-fi. It was like this weird, uh, uh, weird tower story anyway, but it was, it was, it was a cool idea and I started it and then I'd stop it and I started and I just, it was just didn't get anywhere on it, but all these little things kept happening to me in Cleveland and I kept jotting them down. So when I got back to New York, Ellie was like, okay, show me what you got in the draft of the show. And I was like, I don't have anything. I'm so sorry. You had one song, remember? (coughs) What song was that? I don't know. It felt like music and (laughs) the shark song. She's a lot smarter than she sounds. (laughs) I'm making gestures that if you could see them, you'd know exactly what I mean. The shark song. Whatever. I think it might have turned into the theme of Dream Boy, actually. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Totally. I did have that. Mm -hmm. Um... But so, yeah, I had these little pieces and like what anyway, what I, I came back thinking I had nothing. And I showed I laid kind of my little shell collection out mm-hmm. on the table and was like, that's all I got. And Ellie actually was like, uh, oh, there's a connecting thread here, um, partly because she's a genius at the, at seeing story, but partly also because we had a, a pressure to make a show and we had like six less than five months, six mm-hmm. months to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we had to get going writing uh, an hour and a half show. So anyway, we wrote that show. Which turned into a show called Jupiter's Lifeless Moons, mm-hmm. which is what... Which ran off off Broadway? How many offs were there? I think there's only one, maybe. I don't know. But um, <laughs> but it was it's like a 90-minute arc of what Dream Boy has become. But so I think... Will you tell people what some of the little seeds were? Because I think that's really interesting. And Dane describes them as icebergs. They're like these things that come to him like almost as like fully formed ideas, but they're sort of just this beautiful gem in and of their own sort of world and then we stitch them together but so what were some of the icebergs yeah i mean i can just i can tell that they're whole that there's more to them yeah. um except for i just i'm like i don't know it, it's just the tip of something but like so i i had this idea about this uh instagram famous uh younger gay guy that uh liked to get hit during sex and that i thought it was uh beautiful that he shared his pictures pictures of his bruises on instagram and that his instagram name was trodden snow uh i thought that was really just kind of cool and weird and like sexy and lynchian and strange and uh so i jotted that down there was an empty house next to emily's house uh that was very creepy all that is very true the lights were on i kept you know waiting for them to go off and then one night they did and um that that happened and i wrote it down um 
and then just like the the being in because uh, Emily lives in Cleveland Heights and being in Cleveland Heights, I loved Cleveland Heights. I'm from Columbus, uh, which is three hours of drive south of Cleveland, if you don't know, um, in Ohio. And they're just kind of different worlds. In Cleveland, I just never really spent much time in Cleveland. And Cleveland gets a bad rap uh, in Columbus. Every every city, I guess, does that. And I, don't, I don't know if it but whatever. <laughs> I'm looking at people in the room and they're all looking at me like I've been up for... Long time, Long did you have? Um, <laughs> what were other icebergs? Where did the Girl Scouts come from? They just, I, I thought it was a, I like literally just saw them walking down the street in my head and was like, that's a, that they were only up at night and that they had their, their Troop 195 of the Stonefall Lady Cadets, although the Stonefall Lady Cadets didn't come till later. Uh, and I don't think we've ever said that on the show, but that yeah. is what they, that is the organization that they belong to. It's the Stonefall Lady Cadets. Then, they that which it's an organization that has since been disbanded um like they don't the, the stonefall yeah. family no longer funds that organization and but those three are the only active member you know they they've decided to to keep mm-hmm. being troop 195 in in at least in their behavior and then they're like they the tenants of stonefall mm-hmm. lady cadets where the roller coaster come from um oh the roller coaster is based on a real roller coaster really yeah at uh at Cedar Point, it's not there anymore. But it was there when I grew up. Uh, Cedar Point in uh, in Ohio, in Sandusky, Ohio, which is the you know what is it? America's roller coast, I think, is what they say on the mm-hmm. on the radio announcements. But there was this uh, what is it called? Disaster transport, and it was an indoor roller coaster, a bobsled mm-hmm. style roller coaster, and you waited. It was very very similar to the, to Jupiter's Lifeless Moons, mm. uh, the ride. So then we sort of started to string things together and it we often say that Dream Boy doesn't give us what we want. It just gives us what we need. Yeah. In that um we it's sort of there was we were in Tech Week making the live theater. Which piece. if you if you don't know what Tech Week is for theater, it's like the week before you open, which where you live in the theater. Yeah, because you can't get in the theater to too much in advance of doing the play because you can't afford it. And so basically it's like, ah, we can get in the theater. You have to be there all the time. Yeah. As soon as you get in, it's like as long as humanly possible. Everybody's in the theater trying to make the piece in the room. And we kept setting off the smoke detectors with the fog we were using. Um, It was really special times. (laughs) But um, but there was like one song that wasn't written yet. And I remember like I was I was like readjusting the choreography for the state for like this space. And I was like, Dane, you have to go upstairs and you have to write this song and you can't come back. Until like, I had to write it on their lobby grand yeah, piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like, and that yeah. became in the dark. That song is in the dark. Yeah. So the song in the dark. Literally, we were in the building, and I was like, Dane, you have to have a song here. And he was like, I can't <clears> have a song here. There doesn't need to be a song here. And I was like, You you have to. And he's like, But I don't have one. And I was like, But I bet you can write it. Um, so it was literally like that song showed up three in the dark. Showed up three days before we opened. The and show. it had a first. It had a. A first the first. Because the first what the, uh, the. What ended up being in the podcast was the, uh, the like the uh, what, what is the lyrics? Uh, some what is it? What is it? What is it? Uh, something about October wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I anyway, <laughs> I'm not gonna sing it all the way, but uh, that sound is the sound of laughing. Yeah, not the cold October wind, and its feeling could be the beginning and not the end. And this cold autumn day could be the first 
lips could be the first day of spring any moment the songbirds would start Anyway, but that it had a first verse that I think was uh, it was people they see all the stars, stars in the sky. It was a very musical theater. I love this. No, do it. I, you always say you don't like this song. No, it's so good. <laughs> I hated it. That's why we didn't include it. <laughs> what was it? Uh, people they see all the. St- I'm gonna sing it in a dumb voice. People they see all the stars in the sky. Make something, a, something, something. Say a prayer. Make a something. Make a wish. But I, but I see my, I see the, I put my hope in the space between what dreams you can dream in dark like this, where that sound is the sound of laughing. And actually, it is kind of, it's kind of nice like that. Yeah. Maybe we'll record a full version. But yeah. Musically, yeah. it's nice, but I don't know. I just felt like I, I got self-conscious about it. I See, I don't want to be a musical theater composer because uh, uh, I'm judgmental about them. But uh, but for everyone out there who <laughs> writes musicals, I direct them. And I write musicals. I just I don't admit it. Like, yeah, yeah. It's my own damn problems. Because when I go to write a song, I'm like, I'm not musical theater. And then it's like. <laughs> All right. Then it goes like run and kick and turn and kick and run and don't and, and, and kick and everybody dance. <laughs> and Dean, everybody turn and key change. Kick and kick and kick. What was this? What was the Critch song in Jupiter's Lifeless Moons? Which is oh yeah, when Critch had a song. Critch had a song, which in the stage show Jane. Jane, (laughs) which is my forty-five-year-old accountant woman persona. Yeah, Jane. (laughs) Dane played all the parts, and except yeah, in the stage show, I played all the parts except for the Girl Scouts. No, I want. What's the old Critch song? I don't remember that at all. You do. No. I don't, I don't remember what key it was in. Wait, D. I think it was in D. Something like that. Yeah, do it. I don't. That's like all I remember. Will you look on my no. phone? <laughs> no, I'm really, pulling up no, the lyrics. I'm not Ashley do it. Hatch, this, this whole thing was already. I'm not gonna. No, my this is not an impromptu. Dane for anybody. Concert. Oh, she knows that. She also knows my debit card number. <laughs> but we're not gonna give you that. Why don't we? No, no. Why don't we talk about something else? Why don't we talk about how I Jupiter's lifeless moons? It's the Google Doc. Because the thing we haven't talked about is the is the thing that you do. Like when I when I spit out the ideas, Mm -hmm. like so like a lot of people don't understand like because me and Ellie are co-creators for this, uh, and like technically I'm credited as writing it and she's credited as directing it. Um, We're both stirring that pot we're both stirring that pot in different ways like her legs in one pot and my arms in the other (laughs) pot but uh but i think it's super interesting like i i can only see so much as uh like these ideas come to me and they really like i wish you guys could tell what like i wish i could go through the process and be like uh if i can think of an example but we're like, I, I would have an idea and then Ellie just, I have a couple ideas that are next to each other and I'm frustrated and they just don't work. And then Ellie just makes them work in ways that like, I don't know, I'm inarticulate Lesbian about it. Lesbian trickery. <laughs> I've, it I've, really is one of, it's one of your. I pull out the feelings. Well, it's not just that. She sees how things relate to, like she sees how, she sees how one 
element of one part of the story can, when juxtaposed with another, make both of the elements stronger, and she knows how to line them up so that meaning can be created effortlessly. And so that's why, like, Dream Boy, you know, the weird, you know, like, yes, it's my dick. Yes, they are. Not mine. Not, not Ellie's dick. Like, and yes, they, like, they're, they're they, they come, the ideas come from me in some way, but they just sort of get puked out in this nasty dinosaur slime that me and Ellie and like the other two people, which are not talking in the room right yes, now. Ashlyn Hatch A- Ashlyn is Hatch everything. And Christopher Weingarten. Christopher. Christopher. Like Christopher. Oh, Topher. He goes by Topher. <laughs> he doesn't. Uh, um, but anyway, the us four sit in this room after me and Ellie have kind of, I puke it out. Ellie goes there, there. Did that? Did that hurt? And I go, yeah. And then she comforts me because I'm a baby. And then she helps me pick up the slimy pieces and stack it into a story. Uh, and we argue and we, uh, we, yeah. And then so, we bring that here and we make it into a podcast. Yeah. I mean, something that I think is really exciting for me about what we do is <clears throat> that the story is the seeds of it all live in Dane's body. Like they come from your, you're the world maker and it's except for that opera, baby. The feelings opera was all my fucking. We'll idea, talk about that in a second. Everyone, Keep talking. I'm gonna. Bitches. I also... Not only was it her idea, but she was. <laughs> but but she literally. We we had this moment in the studio, probably at eleven o'clock at night, where we mm-hmm. were just like, "Well, what is it?" And she was like, "I don't feel like I could just sing it right now." And I was like, "Well, then sing it." And she did. Well, no, because we really, it's that thing when no, when someone isn't texting you back and you and you just need them to text you back. And the only thing that your brain will do is like, why why aren't they texting me? Why aren't they texting me? And then you're like, no, I'm not even paying attention. I'm talking to someone. But then your body is just like, why aren't they texting me? And like that is like a reason to go into song. Like That, to me, is modern opera. It's, yeah, yeah. The feeling is so big, even though it's something super contemporary. But was anyway. It's really funny. I wish we had the recording of her actually like doing it, like I all did. the part, like guilt, guilt. Oh yeah, like, that's right. You like literally like the lyrics to that song are so close to what you wrote down when you sang it out. What we like, they ended up being. That's why it's so. I don't know. It's so peculiar in the. I'm also the worst singer in the world, and I really want to take voice lessons because I can't even sing in the shower by myself in a way that feels pleasing. Like it's... <laughs> you're not even good at when. I'm <laughs> I shouldn't say that. It's yes. so mean. We do all the crowd. We do all the crowd. When noises. I tell her to sing bad like a drunk person, she can't do. It. And like in all the crowds and all the like group singing, it's just like us and sometimes like ten other people crammed in a small uh, studio just singing, and we do it over and over and over. And we try to do different voices, and we double it, and we move around. Um, and I can't even sing well enough that, in the group. You can I think sing. it's a, I think it's anxiety. Oh, probably. I, yeah. It's just it's just like fear. And I had I couldn't sing for years. I need like spiritual vocal mm-hmm. healing of some kind but call barbara yeah yeah but for some reason like i was able to sing the feelings opera yeah do you remember that mm-hmm. i just like channeled it but anyways um, i'll never forget it thanks uh oh yeah so when we made jupiter's lifeless moons it was 90 minutes and then when we got the opportunity to make it into a podcast it had to like expand out and so we were like oh, fuck, like, what else happens? And so, like, the whole relationship with Luke has really changed. Like, basically, in the live show was episode one and episode seven and eight. Yeah. And uh, part of episode two. Yeah, it was episode one, two, and seven and eight. Right. And so, like... Five, six, four, four, three, four, 
five, six. Summer three. Summer three, but summer two was new. Yeah, yeah. And then four, five, six. All new. All, all new. And so what's been nuts is that we started working on the show and then it just started, like the characters advocate for themselves. They start telling us what they want. Like Jennifer just took over at one point. Yeah. Like I had no idea who she really was. And then the holiday hoopla was when she really showed up because we were like, what would she want in a wish list? And then like, oh, but this is really amazing. Jennifer's wish list. Can I say this? Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, the real Emily, who I have like a huge friend crush on and want to know. And I actually, she's my best friend and has been since I've been and 18, I, I think. I can't wait to meet Which her. Which is half my life. But so Jennifer is a little bit based on Emily. And so when we were trying to figure <laughs> out uh, Jennifer's Sorry, wish, <laughs> when we were trying to figure out Jennifer's wish list, we spent like, we were like, she would be like really kind of like, she'd have really good politics and she'd want good things for the world. And so we spent 45 minutes like brainstorming all the things and it just sounded like politically correct and sterile and sort of awful, but we were trying. And, and I was like, I just, I've heard my friend Emily like rattle this, like, cause Emily's a, she's an activist and a fucking badass and like, uh. And like, anyway, I could go on and on about that. But I was like, Emily will know what, like, I'll just ask her, like, hey, if you had a spot on a telethon to tell everybody, like, what, like, you wanted out of the world, like, like your wish list for the world, what would it be? And it was just like, I just saw the dots with her texting. It was like, and like within 30 seconds, we had the list. And it's the exact, what we what we recorded is exactly what she sent. Yeah. We were like, oh, great. All the things we wrote. Delete. Yeah. And um, we're back. And we're back. Um, this yeah. kefir is... Sorry, I just opened a thing of, of kefir, and it just, it's been in the studio with me all day. And it's fine because it's already rotten, but it tastes like fart in a jar. Oh, honey. It smells like a fart in a jar. It tastes fine. Well, you're on the other side of the studio, so <laughs> we, if kefir would like to add, give us an advertisement, we'd be happy to... This is going to be longer than our regular episodes. Well, we're going to edit some of it. We're out. not going to edit any of this out. I'm not staying here to edit this out. <laughs> we're just going to post this, girl. <laughs> yeah, we, we're, um, okay, but for reals, you going to get sentimental. Mm-hmm. Can you do it with music or no? That's ruining it. No, I, I wasn't. I was not actually going to get sentimental, but oh. I could. I really love making this show, and I love everyone that works on it. Oh, the thing I was going to talk about that I think is really cool. You can underscore it. Underscore okay. it. That's great. Cool. Is that the the work is? Um, oh, this is this is a challenge. I feel like I'm acting because I'm gonna. Okay. Um, it's, hard. it's hard, isn't it? <laughs> it's really hard. Also, I always do it afterwards. Go ahead. I'm not going to fuck with oh, you. Oh no, but so. I feel like you're world building from your imagination in a very fanciful way, but then you're also drawing upon your lived experience as a gay man and the shit that you're thinking about and working through, not in a literal way at all, but the emotional questions in the piece are real. Yeah. And that you invite me so generously inside that world. And then I think that if I had a superpower, it would be empathy. Like, I yeah. love feeling other people's feelings. And so getting to live inside that world and getting to be able to ask questions and push farther and call bullshit and, like, really expand upon going deeper and deeper and deeper in terms of how these people relate to each other and what they need from each other, um, that's the, the push-pull I think we do. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I was, I was in, in my head. I was just thinking about um, 
one of my biggest, and we've talked a lot about this, one of my biggest uh, pet peeves is this sort of separation of uh, emotional, like the, the idea that like men aren't emotional and women are emotional mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. in fact like everybody's just sort of dealing with their own shit in different ways and uh, it's just so not, that's so not useful. I mean, cu- people being cultured to, a culture to do things, acculturated, what is that? You culture milk. <laughs> you acculturate a person. Mm. I don't know. Um, I smoked pot through college, but anyway, I, the culture is real. But uh, but I think one of the things that like I don't know, like a a, a slutty as fuck gay man uh, and a lesbian are making a slutty as fuck like show that is queer, like you know, and really also like emotionally uh, nuanced, and also yeah, like the sex isn't is an objecty sex. It's not porno sex. And uh, for me, getting I like to, it. Good. I like it too. For me, getting to work on a really slutty piece is fascinating because <laughs> I live my life in a very different way. Um, Hashtag secret slut. Somewhere in there, maybe. Maybe <laughs> I need to find it once this podcast is over. <clears throat> we got to get you in here doing some butt foley. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's all we need. Just you need one night of butt foley. You're going to be opening right up. <laughs> Like a flower. <laughs> um, I don't know who that was. But I don't know who that he's was. He's one of my uncles. Dane channels a lot of people. Uh, does Halaga want to say hi? Mm-mm, no, Halaga is really special, and she doesn't say hi that often. Um, I found this, and I would really like to hear it. I Could really can't just do a song. It? I can't. This is our relationship. I know. This is how it starts. She's handing me an iPhone right now. I'm going to narrate for you just like I do in the podcast because you can't see. Uh, she's holding it up because she's really wants him to be able to see it. I don't know if... Uh, this is the Critch Forgotten song. Uh, it used to be there wasn't... What is it? A problem I couldn't fix With a flash of my smile And a flick of my wrist Just sign on the line Elias... Uh, nope. What, what, that, that's what it was. Uh, it used to be there wasn't a problem I couldn't fix with a flash of my smile and a flick of my wrist to sign on the line Elias Albert Critch and every single time that would scratch the itch. See, I don't write musical theater. <laughs> but but not no what where did it go from there but i don't know where it went from there nowadays yeah i know but i don't know if i could sing i would tell you because i can feel it in my head but nowadays it's a favors from the bank nowadays Right? Maybe? Yeah. Let's go back to D. Yeah, yeah. anyway. Yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. That was Critch's song. <laughs> it was it, very, very gay. In very musical theater. See, and we, I, yeah, we almost made Cecil sing that. but We did. Do you remember the beginning of the stage show when you, that you used to play and do? It was just the, the theme, the, the Dreamboy theme. And you would talk during it? I do not remember that. Oh, wow. This can't go on forever. No, we're we're we're, we're winding down. <laughs> we're winding down. Holy shit! We're gonna edit it a little bit. Just to, we're gonna no, cut out a few. No, things. we're not. 
I I I feel like I care about other people's time. But I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want it to sound more stuttery than I already am. Dane, we need to make this worth people's time. Will you sing something to close it out? Um, no, but I will play something. Okay, play something. What do you want to hear? Um, does, do we have any, any, um... How about this? I'm going to play, I'm going to play, I'm going to play a little something that you don't actually get to hear me play at all on the podcast. How about that? Great. Because you guys don't get to hear me do, uh, Boogie Woogie, which is actually what I play. I mean, I play lots of things, but... Uh, but I wanted to learn how to play piano in order to play Boogie Woogie. And we're so grateful you listen. And when Dane comes back from tour, we will finish episode eight. We promise. And, and we really want you to listen to it. Um, have a good night. Bye. Great. Whatever. Bye. <laughs> I'm Joseph Fink, and I'd like to introduce you to I Only Listen to the Mountain Goats, a podcast about the shifting line between artist and fan. When I was a child, reading the authors that I loved and listening to the music that I loved, the thing I got from that is that feeling of, of being understood somehow, and that weird connection, where it's not the person, it's not the stranger, it's the thing they've made that opens this space for self-reflection. I only listen to The Mountain Goats. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts.